What's up, Pocket Dudes? Welcome to Pokemon Go to the movies. I'm your host, Dan Video Games, and with me is Bob. Hey, guys. Dr. Agro. Unknown. From places unknown, Chris Wolfhart. Uh, my hairline's receding, so I'm going to grow the back out real long. Ooh. And guest host, as always, Shibi Agato from Millennium Mike. Charizard is not overrated. F*** you. <laughs> Is this your campaigning platform? <laughs> <laughs> this movie is my entire campaign platform. F***ing look at it. <laughs> I can't believe you've given them a platform to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I would give you a platform if you could come out here and say, Meganium is great, actually, but I don't think you can. Death first. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're here to review the third Pokemon movie, Pokemon 3 colon the movie hyphen spell of the unknown colon ante. Or as it's literally translated from Japanese, Pocket Monsters the movie colon Lord of the quote unknown. Ente. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited to get to this. Uh, before we get into our segments, like... How's the whimsy? Did Arceus manipulate things to easily make this come to a conclusion? And is Ash in a coma? First, we need to talk about the movie and what happened in it. The movie opens on a poor child who's evidently rich as hell, living in a mansion full of absolutely cool uh, toys and all sorts of stuff, uh, being told the story of a legendary Pokemon. It's really uh, fantastic as this dad's like, anyways, enters the coolest Pokemon ever known. Remember this. I painted a picture of Ente. He's so cool. Remember my mullet. My hairline's receding, so I'm growing it out. I think that compensates for it. I commissioned a lot of art of Ente. When you're older, you'll understand. What if I dyed my hair red and white and yellow right here like I was Yugi Moto? Oh, shit, wait. <laughs> Wait, the state can't take my child away. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I really feel like this is the movie that definitively proves there is no state apparatus in this world. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's a fair assessment. Okay. Hey, what are you talking about? Each, each city has one police officer, and that's enough. <laughs> that's all state so jurisdiction we need. <laughs> Somebody must be funding Pokemon centers. Who's doing it, and why? Hmm. Anyways, after a very charming scene between uh, this man and his daughter about how cool Entei is, he then goes, Entei is very cool. And then, and then he goes, I don't know, Entei looks a little scary to me. And the daughter goes, he's just like you, Papa. And he gets on all fours and goes, rah, rah, rah. And then piggybacks her around the room. Yeah. Yeah. So then he goes, yeah, and booting you. And then runs around the room with his daughter having fun. But then he abruptly gets a Pidgey mail, which I'm shocked they didn't say it was a Pidgey mail. Yeah, I'm stunned they didn't make that joke. On his weird-ass Playmobil laptop. I don't know, his play school computer. I don't know, it, his daughter's probably just logged into his account. This is her computer. That thing has yeah. some serious, like, media player skin energy to it. Oh, it does, 100%. Like, oh, man, this is a sick Winamp skin you got here. It has the energy of those play laptops that they used to sell in, like, 2003 for kids that had an LCD screen about the size of a Game Boy screen. <laughs> and they could only play, like, really pixelated bad games. And the Except you blew that shit out. And the thing is, like, three inches thick, mostly yeah. really cheap plastic. 
But the Pokemon universe is different. This thing is super high tech and has like incredible video quality. But yeah, it gets email and shit. Yeah, this has AV1 encoding. Um, <laughs> so anyway, his daughter seemingly on her laptop receives an email from his business professional associate uh, being like, hey, we have clues. He's like, what? Oh, my God. Well, let me put my daughter to bed and then just leave, I guess. <laughs> like we found an ancient tomb. Oh, fuck. That sounds really time sensitive. Let me leave in the middle of putting my daughter to bed. I was here expressing my love for my daughter, but now I see that is not as important. Quick, let me put her to bed and rush over there. Well, Egypt is one town over. <laughs> He just goes, all right, honey, now I need you to sleep for three months while daddy goes on his expedition, okay? <laughs> well, at least he asked nicely instead of just Green Goblin gassing her. <laughs> That's nice, at least, right? Can't we give him that? Uh, we we also see some photos of him hanging out with Ash Oak, at Ash's mom, I believe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. His wife, who has disappeared somewhere, I guess. I guess. She went shopping at Publix and hasn't been seen since. Who knows? <laughs> she went to go get the milk and just never came back. Real role reversal there. Yes. The, the dad's like, oh, if only your mom had gotten the milk. She's gone forever, though. She'll be back with the milk and the pack of smokes next week, I swear. So then we cut to him being in Egypt, which, once again, next door, down the street. Uh, we get this hilarious scene of this man taking photos of the carvings on the wall with his laptop's webcam. And all I could think of is remember 12 years ago when people would go to live events, <laughs> hold up their iPads so they're blocking the view of everyone behind them and take photos with that, which didn't even look as good as a phone. That just sent me back to that so hardcore. And I was like, pad holes. Pad holes is a verb is a noun in my fucking brain. Thank you, 2010. I had some relatives still doing that like only a couple years ago. <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, <laughs> that's embarrassing. That's funny I'm, I'm just impressed his laptop had a physical button for take picture. Oh yeah. He he couldn't have somebody else do this. He had to go right then. <laughs> He's like if I sent someone else, they wouldn't get the composition of the shots right. This research team is two people, him and that associate. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he finds a cube with a mysterious sphere on the front. He's like, hey, look at this thing. And he opens it up. It has unknown Scrabble within. Ooh. He's like, oh, Scrabble, that's delightful. Ah, he gets sucked into hell. I don't know. It's really ambiguous where there's space is, but it's swirling unknowns in a <laughs> celestial body looking. It's just like the unknown. <laughs> like holy shit that's terrifying anyway i saw my business partner disappear into this box i i brought it to the mansion to give to his daughter is this the same as the 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 hole they get sucked into in seventh gen what are those the ultra beast holes <laughs> is, this, is this the fucking box from hellraiser <laughs> yes evidently uh, he, no he's getting sent to the pokemon legends ho timeline <laughs> mm. oh the fucking the fucking guy shows up and gives the daughter the box and it's like What's your pleasure, sir? <laughs> How much time do you think passed between her dad disappeared and he rolled up to the mansion to just drop off a thing he and his team should be studying and a laptop with the last moments of her father on it? Like, yeah, was it uh, a day? Hours. Like two hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hours such a small amount of time. I turned around and he's not there. He must be gone forever. This is what happened to his wife, isn't it? <laughs> He lost her to Target. This is what happens when you hire an assistant. 
who who doesn't have object permanence. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he he visits he's, he he talks to the butler and he ends up giving Molly the daughter uh the laptop and the Scrabble for some god like completely unknown reason. Uh, uh, unknown reason. Uh, the fancy laptop. She opens it and she's just like, "Ooh, the final moments of my father's death." <laughs> <laughs> death appearance she's she's just like i'm gonna upload this to youtube and get so many views there's you know she's looking at the slideshow of the the carvings on the wall and stuff she's like what what does it mean and she looks at the hellraiser box and busts out all the unknown scrabble and she's like oh man this is crazy these look like letters i know i will spell something that'll make the audience sad (laughs) papa mama and me and that's when Discord Scrabble just goes, you got 10 billion points. I have to go now. I'm going to cry. <laughs> As she spells this, they all glow blue. And we come back to the tomb, this weird Egyptian tomb, where all of the unknown fly out of the walls and up into the sky across the street, evidently, to where she lives. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, we we the movie really gets started going here, you know. the It's... We play a dramatic Back to the Future-like stab of music. The uh, Scrabble comes to life and starts arcing with evil energy as a portal opens in the ceiling. Honestly, as I describe this, without the visual, it sounds like a horror movie. Yeah. It really does. That's uh, pretty much this movie. I think we find out that she's way better at Scrabble than her dad. (laughs) Do you think that's what we discovered here today? Yes. I think that's why the unknown respect her wishes and not his. He couldn't spell shit, so he tried to pass his turn. <laughs> he tried and to... And he fucking jumanji his ass. <laughs> he tried to spell don't eat me, but couldn't figure out how. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the uh, mansion starts getting encased in like a crystal. It's terrestrializing. Yes, this becomes Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> Uh, and the butler and other people are just like, oh my god, what's happening? And she gets sealed into the main hall uh, as it completely gets consumed by these crystals and the hundreds of unknown in there just keep floating around. She looks at the book and she's like, I miss my dad who was Ente. I miss Ente. Ente's my dad. <laughs> you know, as, as crystals consume this thing, it's, it's sort of weird to think how squared and blocky the temple the unknown came out of were when their sensibilities are apparently this art nouveau. Mm-hmm. Well, that was all her influence, okay? Oh. Also, I don't think the Unknown built the temple. I think they just sort of live there. They were sealed there. <laughs> yes. Until oh, some well. idiot had to take pictures with his laptop. So as she sits there and insists over and over her real dad's Ente or Ente's her dad, uh, Ente appears, and she's like, oh my god, you're Papa. And he goes, I'm Papa? <laughs> yes. I'm cool with this. And points at himself, I'm Papa? <laughs> I'm the Papa. I'm an eight foot tall glam rock dog monster. <laughs> he goes, Papa, if that's what you wish, and then we fade to show the outside of the castle or mansion just being completely consumed by this crystal. And it's like, oh no, what's gonna happen? Fade to black. Fancy CG like, title oh, card. We're on disc three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought the uh fancy intro title card was actually really cool looking it has all the aesthetics you'd want it's got cool 3d uh crystals it's got some fancy text it has matrix text for the unknown it's got more use of the morph tool yeah exactly and that's really what this movie is all about the morph tool so that's done the intro uh we we get the pokemon narrator now 
And I'm like, where were you the first nine minutes of this film? What the fuck was he going to look out? He's like, this little girl is making me sad. The, the, the narrator follows Ash Ketchum. He's not mm -hmm. interested in anything else in this universe. Okay. Well, he's like, our team's returning. They're on their way back to Pallet Town. Anyway, that's that's the, the countdown to a Brock moment. Christ. <laughs> they, they get introduced to a character. Very second gen core. Mm -hmm. Very second gen core. She's like, hey, who are you? And Ash goes, I'm Ash Ketchum from Pallet Town, and I want to be a Pokemon master. And Brock goes, I'm Brock, and I want to be your boyfriend. And she's like, I'm the Lisa Ortiz mm. for this movie. <laughs> and then we clapped. <laughs> uh, then we have our intro fight while music plays. I don't think I've ever seen anybody have more fun during a Pokemon battle than these two in this movie. I mean, Apom's always making a cracked out face. So Turn I living it the fuck up. I love him. <laughs> it, it, this is also the only Pokemon battle we've ever seen that seems to follow karate tournament rules. It's like, <laughs> no, we have five, and you can't go twice. Right? Also, there's just a ton of second-gen Pokemon here. Oh, yeah, I, I love it. it. It's great. Yeah. You get so many. You get Apom, you get Girafferig, Cyndaquil, Quagsire, Chikorita, Noctow? Yes. And, and Noctow didn't even say yikes this time, so that's pretty good. <laughs> But you know, like I, I love, I love seeing all these Pokemon. They have some pretty good representation here for Gen Two. It, it feels, it feels like a good change of pace for the past two movies, where it's just like, look at this single Gen Two Pokemon. Like we didn't, we didn't know if Gen Two was was stable enough to move on to yet. <laughs> we don't want to rush the Pokemon economy into this supposed gold mine. One second, when did this come out? I think this is the first movie to actually like come out after after the game. Gen three was out. It was yeah. two thousand. It was mid two thousand in um in Japan. Yeah, which makes sense because Pokemon two thousand came out in like ninety nine in Japan. Yes, in Japan it was July two thousand. <laughs> so yeah, that that movie came out before Gold and Silver, which probably explains why there's basically no Pokemon in it. Right, but it was it very rude movie. because it was trying to break my rules about how many Pokemon we rated on what scale. <laughs> it was very upsetting in that way. Uh, I forgot to note, there's a line Ash says on the way into the battle after he's challenged. And he goes, a workout will help me stay in shape for the Johto League. And I wrote, he was wrong. Hmm. <laughs> 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 He's, he did well. He did fine. He's not the best, but that's fine. <laughs> but he wants to be the very best. <laughs> they ask, hey, Lisa, do you know where the nearest Pokemon Center to here is? And I imagine her because she's near Brock right now being like, I know where the nearest Officer Jenny is. <laughs> <laughs> Good for and her. And Brock's like, that's great. I'll take that, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time I got tased today. <laughs> 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 Jesus. Uh, coincidentally, the town the mansion is in is apparently a good vacationing spot for people in Johto, uh, Greenfield. They're like, okay, well, we'll go over there. That'll be cool. And then we cut to them as they're walking down the road, showing a ton. Of, like, Team Rocket is just like, we're just watching them. We don't have a great plan this time. We're just going to watch them stay kind of close. I hope you like this, because this is what we're going to do this movie. <laughs> that, they should have said that. <laughs> Pretty much. They say basically that later, but it would have killed me if that was the opening line from there. <laughs> I do this water thing to Babs through the whole video. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, anyways, they point out, they're like, wait a second, we, we're here spying on Pikachu and them, but this isn't green at all. Everything's turned to crystal. What's up with that? And all sorts of stuff like that. We get Officer Jenny. I, I get that the tendrils are supposed to be all like glass mm-hmm. and shit, but yeah. it, it, it just makes the crystallized stuff look oddly gooey. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's fucking weird. Entei, the goo Pokemon. And I'm like, uh, Gudra would like to disagree. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, the reporter pulls up, starts reporting on this mansion that turned into a crystal. We get Ash's mom with her husband, Mr. Mime, watching the TV. <laughs> just like, oh, what's up with that? Isn't that... My God. And then she has to rip. I, I love this scene a lot. She has to rip all this stuff off of her fridge in order to see the exact same photo that they have of all of them hanging out together. It's just like, oh, right. This was here the whole time, audience. You just couldn't see it until now. Definitely. What a cherished moment that you hid behind, I don't know, fucking taxes or some shit on your fridge. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how, that, that's how fridges are. <laughs> that's just how it be sometimes. As she looks at this, we do a triple whip pan over to Oak's house. And Oak's just like, hey, Tracy, I'm glad you're here. I'll now explain. We were, in fact, friends. He was a student of mine. He was a great mind. He he researched letters that looked funny. Well, that's great, Professor Oak. But why do all of the videos on our computers have heavy, heavy scan lines on them? Oh, because, um... I, I just, I plug my computer into a retro upscaler and then apply the scanline filter. It feels more authentic this way. Luckily, this is like the only scene with Tracy we have to endure. He I, has I a screamed. Because I was like, screamed. yeah, Brock's back. We're back in the groove. Of the d- Fuck you, Tracy. Sketch a jump scare. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We cut back to the mansion. It is getting even more terrestrialized than before. All sorts of things being turned into crystal. We pan outside. Vehicles approaching. And uh, oh, our main cast is here. We got Officer Jenny, Nurse Joy. Uh, we got we got the vehicles pull up. And uh, <laughs> this is the funniest scene in the movie to me. Because mm-hmm. the movie's supposed to be about familial connection. And Oak yeah. gets out and it's like, oh, hey, it's Oak. Oh, hey, it's my mom. And Ash's mom goes, hi, Pikachu. Oh, hey, Ash. She's <laughs> like, Pikachu, how you been, little buddy? Oh, hi, Ash. Anyway, like, little guy. After her brain-melting hysteria at the end of the last movie. <laughs> she, she's, try, she's trying to downplay how much of an insufferable helicopter parent she is. <laughs> no, real helicopter like, parents would never downplay that shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Molly inside is just like, Papa, I want you to abduct a human and call it my mommy. <laughs> I've had a taste of power. <laughs> <laughs> so Auntie's like, okay, if that's what you want, just charges over and starts terrestrializing things on the way. And the best part is, Auntie jumps at the entire group as they're eating at a table. And the first person to be like, I should do something about this is Ash's mom. Delia just stands up and is like, hey, what are you doing? Go away. Shoot. Like, like she just treats mm-hmm. it like it's a weird dog that showed up. <laughs> Where do you think Ash learned that Delia was going to fucking throw hands? <laughs> I'm going to boop this legendary on the snoot. <laughs> this weird noseless dog. <laughs> I have to wonder 
<laughs> if Mr. Mime had come with her, would things have been different? Would Mr. Mime have soloed Ente? I think he could have. Probably. He might have done that light shield shit at him. <laughs> I think that Ente would at least give up on her and get some other random woman. <laughs> He'd the, go for the officer, Jenny, and then Brock would be pissed. The reporter's covering the battle. It's just like, Mr. Mime has just been blocking this fucking Ente for hours now. <laughs> Such abuse of protect. <laughs> Mr. Mime has really high base special defense, so he'd just, like, Terminator 1 through the fire. <laughs> Mr. Mime is powerful enough to overcome the wishes of a child. You know, you were sitting here and it was like, how differently would this have gone? And Mr. Mime was there. What? Delia gets up and he goes, Delia, please, calm down. <laughs> oh, man. The fact Ente literally goes, I have come. For you, you are mama. <laughs> it just kidnaps her, and it's just like, oh, well, okay, well, that's. And then Pikachu's like, I'm joining too, and Ash goes, oh no, Pikachu. No, no, he and my hypnotizes mom. her and jumps over next to her and waits for her to slump. Nobody's doing no shit. No, no, they're all too yeah. shocked. Like, oh, well, let's just stand around like assholes, I guess. The only one doing shit is Pikachu, and Pikachu in every movie is proving that he kind of deserves how popular he is, because mm -hmm. this man is holding on to that tail for dear fucking life for a solid amount of time. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, Pikachu's, Pikachu's out here being like, I may be a Pokemon, and you may view me as an animal, but I have morality and, and a backbone. I mean, he does make the decision in that moment that it's not worth it to live as a hostage, and just zaps her and Entei at the same time. <laughs> I would like to believe that Entei absorbed the total blow and Delia isn't sitting there sizzling on Entei's back. I would like to believe this. I, I don't know the physics here, though. Look, it's okay, take she wore her rubber them. shoes. <laughs> As we know, rubber gloves and rubber shoes are enough to neutralize an entire full body. We didn't jog. notice, but in this scene, she's dressed like Dexter's mom from Dexter's lab. <laughs> she's got a rubber bodysuit on under that outfit. Don't, don't question it. Uh, uh, Okay, but I'll she tell came you when you're older. But she came here with Oak, <laughs> and now I have even more questions. Oh, well. Look, she just came prepared to go swimming in Arctic water. <laughs> She's a movie late for that, but sure. I'll give it to her. Well, well after last time, she comes prepared. <laughs> but yeah, as uh, Pikachu falls off, and that day's just like, back off, bitch, <laughs> and flies away. Our main cast catches up, and Ash is like, no, why, Mom? We cut inside, and Entei has this conversation with Adelia, who's just woken up on this bed, and is just like, "You're, you're, yes, you're, you're mama." Molly is like, "Hey, mama," and I'm like, "Okay, I know when I was really young, one time, one time ever, I thought a dude in a GI uniform was my dad for five seconds, and when he wasn't, that was scary as hell." Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think there's anything outfit-wise or anything else other than tall lady. <laughs> That makes Molly go, your mama. And then Delia goes, mama? In I'm the mom? Yes. Unless she's just never actually seen her mom. The only way I can hmm. read it is that her mom disappeared when she was like incredibly young. And because of that photo that is on the desk right next to her shitty laptop, <laughs> she assumes that Delia is her mom. That That is also my read. She walks up to Ash, mama? I Ash think she <laughs> might just be high. Uh, like she on what the unknown are fucking right. with her brain well the, the unknown could be altering her brain chemicals uh through ultimate power there could be a fume that this crystal thing is putting off we don't know 
she, she could just be wishing for NyQuil off camera. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Not there. If she's high, I want whatever she's having. <laughs> uh, I mean, don't we all? Because whatever she's having is Delia Ketchum hypnotized. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> And Tay's real happy about bringing back exactly what she wished for. Doesn't question anything. Uh, they all look out as more things turn into crystals. And as our team is very upset about her getting kidnapped, they go back to Oak's computer or his new computer he set up to look at a bunch of pictures of Unknown and figure out what's the deal with all of this crystal and this mom-stealing dog. Is there any legends of mom sealing dogs we can look up? I would have loved it if somebody asked for the dex reading for Entei. It's just like loves moms. <laughs> no, I'm not a fan of moms. No, specifically, <laughs> he is a MILF hunter. <laughs> My God. See, it is like, I know, I know the series must have any precedence set up for this but it has been too long since i watched the animated series so we cut to badass charizard mountain oh fuck you don't know why he's yeah. there i have oh, that's oh my so god good. that's so funny <laughs> i'm more confused by green hair lady than anything honestly she runs badass charizard mountain man badass charizard mountain that's pretty badass yeah yeah dan ash left charizard at charizard mountain so he could fuck yes <laughs> He got the hots for a, a hot lady Charizard, and then he he was like, "All right, bud, have fun. See, I, I trust you." I remember that, that somehow somehow did not remember badass Charizard Mountain as a part of this. <laughs> Remembered all the rest of that. Did not remember badass Charizard Mountain or Green Hair Lady. Uh, to be fair, I also forgot it was in this movie. But as soon as I saw it, I I just like sat up and I was like, "Yes, yes." I always remember that episode because it was revealed that Ash's Charizard is a tiny, shitty Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> but they're watching the TV. Ash, Ash's mom is carried off by Entei in the news report. Ash runs afterwards. Charizard sees this through the window, doesn't get to come inside, evidently, and just goes, oh, and then looks off into the sky meaningfully. It's like, ah, I I'm fucking hate that kid. <laughs> I love I love that this this movie's portrayal of Charizard as like Piccolo in a Dragon Ball movie. Yes! Oh yeah, no, God. that's great. It is so good. It's a perfect spot for Charizard to inhabit. People have had enough, so they're like, why don't we just bulldoze the crystal? <laughs> that's and, it. And it's working. That's for a the bit. moment I realized there is no government functioning <laughs> in this world. They didn't have anybody to call for this. So they got some guy with a bulldozer. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of surprised there wasn't like a Poke National Guard or anything. Like that, no, it's just some guy with a bulldozer. That reporter is calling the shots at this scene. <laughs> it's her and Oak. They are the only authority figures. Well, here. we very, very rarely see cars or highways in Pokemon, so so maybe there's no centralized government. It's just this weird committee of independent villages. Maybe Lieutenant Surge wasn't in a military. Maybe he was in a militia. Yeah, he's a PMC head. <laughs> maybe, he, maybe, yeah, maybe he works for Blackrock, <laughs> or maybe he's a white dude who called himself a lieutenant because he thought it was cool. <laughs> oh, fuck. He's he won't say, but he's really opposed to the Stolen Valor Act. Oh my God. <laughs> Pokemon saved me in the war. Really? Because because I, I, I study history and I can't think of any in engagements where Pokemon played it and then he just runs. <laughs> <laughs> 
so Oak's back at the computer again. Everyone's still gathered around it, and he's just like, I, I think we're coming to the conclusion that this might have something to do with what happened. And that's when he gets an email from the terrorist. <laughs> Molly's like, she's my mom now. Leave her alone. We have the building. <laughs> <laughs> Molly in a ski mask. <laughs> yeah, right? Bruce Willis shows up. Oh, yeah. He was in one of the random floors. I have an unknown now, Yippie Kaye. <laughs> so is Ante Snape? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> oh man, that actually would have been great if that actor performed Ente's voice in this. That would have oh. been insane as a, as a turn. <laughs> Paralleling the guy who played Snape, yes. Alan Rickman, and his character uh-huh. in Die Hard. Yes. Not is Ente Snape in this analogy? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> We have to deal with the next several movies while there's a, a, an obvious Snape parallel, and it's like they're they're working with Voldemort every fucking time. Uh, <laughs> and now, see, see, since since that actor has passed, I'm now sitting here thinking, who would who would be the modern equivalent to that? And I'm like, oh no, it's Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> oh my god. Giancarlo would. Oh man, I. Ooh, Giancarlo and let, let us know in the comments section who do you think Giancarlo should voice in as a Pokemon? <laughs> what Pokemon is the most Giancarlo core? Giovanni's Persian. Really? Because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't. I don't know. Hmm. I'll have to think about it a little bit. Maybe I'll throw some Are out later. Are we limiting it? No. Specifically to like. Okay. No, any of them. You could choose oh, no. any of them. They could be a legendary or a normal one. That's a tough choice. Uh, yeah, no, it's really difficult to choose one. <laughs> Mr. Rhyme, crazily enough. No. <laughs> Christ. This is terrible. Anyways, Ash has had enough of this. He's going to go on alone. And then his two friends that matter, aka not Tracy, show up <laughs> and are just like, hey, we're going to join you too. We wouldn't let you go in alone. And, you know, Jota region chicks just like, hey, what if you used my Poke gear? Poke gear is pretty cool. It's just like wow. The kid call you over and over to tell you about his Rattata and how it's in the top percentage of Rattata. Cell phones have become a common technology since we started making this series. I hope you're ready for a kid who hyperfixates on rodents. One specifically. <laughs> Stop calling this number. Who put? Who gave you this number? Doctor Iker, when'd you get the poke gear? <laughs> Then there is a Team Rocket classic pun as uh, our our team approaches the building. They're walking through water. Damn it. (laughs) I know, right? And as Team Rocket watches, they're like, oh, they're waiting. And Meowth goes, what are you talking about? They're walking. And he's like, no, they're waiting. And he goes, no, they're walking right now. And they go, yeah, they're walking through the stream, right? And Meowth goes, yes. And then the other two just yell, then they're waiting. Wow. I mean, Personally, I would say that water has to be like up to your waist for it to be waiting. <laughs> you as Meowth is way funnier. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hats off to them. These fucking these chuckle fucks sell this terrible joke like it's high vaudeville. They do. And they have to because of what they're written into this movie to be. <laughs> The U.S. localization team probably had a real time with this. They're like, we need to write some punch-up jokes for these guys. I think the delivery on this one is the reason it hits. I I, I chuckled. 
There's a really good moment of like our main team's invading through the stream, but since Team Rocket's in a hot air balloon, Entei sees them and it immediately blows it up. <laughs> yes. yes. Zero so, tolerance. So, so, so to our theory that they're the doctors trying to get Ash to wake up and keep trying to be rejected by the fantasy. <laughs> It's great because this movie's even about a dream world concoction. Um, but as they get blown up, they crash into... Uh, it's so plant-like. Yeah, no, they fall into the Nausicaa underworld. It's messed <laughs> up. There's just like orbs everywhere in this bud that they crashed into. And they just go, oh, man, what are we going to do? Oh, man. Uh, I, hmm. Do we have to go to the bottom? The James goes, that's where we end up anyway. And then Jesse goes, I wonder how long it would take if, for us to get down. And Meowth goes, about three seconds if we jump. <laughs> I was just like, oh, Meowth, you're so great. You're just like, what if we just leap from here? I don't want to try. We'll let <laughs> gravity do the work. And if we die at the bottom, that's whatever. He's like, kill yourself. <laughs> like, either there's going to be a Mew down there or there's not. <laughs> we won't fair, know. They they did try to kill themselves last movie, and then they still lived. So I think at this point, he's allowed to just go, eh, we can jump. <laughs> There's a clever use of Pokemon in order to repel up the building. Uh, I guess, yeah, man, Ash keeps two grass types. No wonder this boy never makes it in the championship. God damn it. Well, not for a long time, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he, he's good at balancing his team. <laughs> They both look cool. He couldn't put one away, okay? Look, that Bulbasaur is in the top percentile of Bulbasaur. I'm going to trust you on that. I won't look into this any further. I like how in this movie, unlike the last movie, they use Pokemon to do things. <laughs> it yeah. sure is nice. They're smart, and they plan this entire break-in like competent human beings. Kind of strange, yeah. Yeah. So as they're climbing up on the CCTV, I suppose... Uh, well, actually, no, it's being news reported, isn't it? Uh, they have footage of Ash climbing up the side of this waterfall uh, fountain thing. And as the people inside look at it, Delia just starts to sort of wake up. Not completely, but like, oh, is that is that Ash? She sort of flashes like her eyes red and she sort of becomes aware. And then and then Molly's like, Mama? And she's like, what? Oh, nothing. It's nothing. It's fine. <laughs> Delia Ketchum's razor-honed instincts just immediately kick in. And she's like, what? Like, she wakes up from being mind-fucked and like, nope, gotta play it cool. I don't think this is her first rodeo. <laughs> I, it's really good because then Molly's like, wow, he has cool Pokemon with him. Does that mean he's a Pokemon trainer, Mommy? And Delia's like, yeah, that means he's a Pokemon trainer. And then, and then Molly's like, wow, Papa, isn't that cool? And Delia, this is the moment I think she fully wakes up. She looks... She, like, squints her brow and she goes, Papa. And then she thinks for a moment. And they don't say it in the movie, but you can tell she's going, I killed my husband years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good slow zoom on her. Looking so concerned and like, wait a minute. This can't be real. <laughs> Man, it's so funny that in 25 years of this anime they've never even approached the subject of who ash is dead i feel like someday we're just gonna get ash with a mustache who's taller and they'll be like here he is it's his dad we tried really hard that's on the, this design th that's the best case scenario or it'll be something really hacky 
<laughs> be like, we brought back Giovanni just so he could be Ash's dad. Ash's dad is here. That's Ente. You can't trick me. <laughs> no, she's like the Virgin Mary. It's all coming together. <laughs> Who's Ash's dad? It's unknown. Oh, no. <laughs> My God. So our full team is now together inside of the mansion, basically out on the patio, I suppose you could say. And as they come up, it's fully crystallized. And they're like, what are we going to do? How do we get in? And Oak's like, hey, by the way, Unknown can read your mind and shit. It's pretty fucking crazy. And he's like, oh, okay, thanks. That'll help us um, flamethrower this wall. <laughs> and then it reforms. And they're like, flamethrower this wall and then use water gun. <laughs> and then that allows them to travel through the hole in the wall before it reseals. And they're like, okay, this is great. I'm really glad we're in here now. That's pretty clever. Yeah, they again use Pokemon to accomplish the thing. I, I would like to really give it up for how smart this scene is, except for isn't Water Gun a thing that like routinely knocks people out and breaks bones? And how are they jumping well, well, out well, midstream? If you, if you go, if you go with the flow, it's not a big deal. But there's a wall at that end. <laughs> uh, they get inside, and then we get a cameo from my favorite Pokemon movie character, CG Stairs. <laughs> Hell yeah. They look uh, really cool this th time. They look really cool this time. They're like floating crystal uh, rectangular cues uh, aligned haphazardly through midair. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is great. And as they start to climb them, they realize like, oh, th this is, this is going to be a crazy fucking time for us. This sucks. Team Rocket's now in here. I Apparently they just, this weird hell bud led to the front door. Unclear. So as they get there, our, our main crew's making their way up some stairs. Uh, the uh, It feels weird to call them bad guys. Uh, the, the Molly. <laughs> the terrorist is uh, watching this stuff and is like, wow, can I be a Pokemon trainer? That would be really cool. Well, maybe when I grow up, I can I can be a Pokemon trainer, right? And just passes out immediately on Delia, adding more you know fuel to the argument, uh, NyQuil. Um, Ente, yeah. <laughs> Ente walks off calmly, starts flying through the air through the bud zone. We need to talk about Ente walking away. Sure, yeah. Because he's walking through the floor, he's like he's also getting smaller because he's walking away from the point of view in an animation. But because he's also going through the floor, it looks like he's just shrinking as he walks down. Yes, <laughs> and it's real fucked up. <laughs> Well, you know, all Pokemon have the inherent ability to get small. That's true. That is a Poke fact. <laughs> Dex readings are great. Mm. Pokemon Arceus has some really smart things to say. It does. It it's does. really good. Uh -huh. So, flying through the bud zone, uh, manifests another Molly on his back. And then she talks about oh, how yeah. she wishes she could be a trainer. And then she reforms as an older version of herself. Just full evil lady. And as our crew manages to arrive in an infinite green field with a pink sky, <laughs> she just comes down <laughs> on the stairs and is like, hey, what's up? Isn't this where Jotaro and Joseph fought Darby <laughs> the gamer? Yes. Yes. It is literally that. <laughs> God damn it, Brock. You've never played a video game in your life, have you? <laughs> That's what Brock's like, oh my god! <laughs> and it's like, I'm gonna take out your souls and put them in these dolls. And Ash is like, why is this the second time I have to deal with someone who wants to do that? <laughs> Molly gets upset at them acting like, you know, Ash's mom is here. The only people that are here are her parents. Anyways, they're gonna do a Pokemon battle and Brock's like, hey, uh, you wanna battle me? I'm a, I'm a cool, impressive 
guy. I can battle you. And it's like, okay, Brock, you got this. Good, 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 good luck, buddy. <laughs> I'm really proud of Brock for this scene. Not, not just for stepping up and being useful with uh, his questionably shitty team, uh, but, but also for not being really, really creepy in this very showbits situation that he's yeah. in. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Brock has been Brock has gotten in trouble enough times. He has like a sixth sense. Uh-huh. It's like it yes. doesn't matter how old you look, I know. Yeah, no. Yes. Very useful yeah. in the Pokemon universe. Brock li- immediately detects, like, wait a minute, she's too young even for me. <laughs> Which damn, I guess a five-year-old is, Brock. Thank you for having any fucking bar. Um But yeah, he he battles her while the other two go off to find Ash's mom. We get more good Pokemon picks. We got Fluffy. Yeah, that's great. I was so we shocked did. Fluffy was here. I completely forgot. We get Teddy Ursa. I'm also happy. Yeah, we got Teddy Ursa. Hell yeah. These are all good picks. I'm like, oh man, this is this is great. We're having a normal Pokemon battle in this Pokemon movie. And it's not a, as a part of the intro to get us off to the other plot. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It is good shit. And then Brock makes the mistake of calling her cute in a tone that made me uncomfortable because you've acknowledged that she is like six years old, Brock. What the fuck, Brock? It's okay. He doesn't He doesn't use the word cute for ladies he's interested in. He says pretty. Look, Brock knows <laughs> that beauty true. is what's on the outside and fuckable is what's on the inside. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most vile thing I've heard on the podcast yet. <laughs> hmm. Jesus. Hmm, now I'm trying to... Cons- now I'm thinking. <laughs> As he's having a frustrating battle with her, uh, Team Rocket runs up the yeah, stairs. Worked. Uh, and as Team Rocket runs up the stairs, James is like, this looks like a storybook world imagined by a five-year-old. And Jesse just, that's stupid, James. <laughs> you were stupid. <laughs> be, be quiet and leave the thinking to me. Uh, and then he makes that joke about, this is my onyx. And uh, my onyx is like, is how I like to rock and roll. Molly finds this funny and smiles. And he goes, hey, this is my first victory of the day. I made a girl smile. Brock. <laughs> See that one I just found. And then funny. his onyx gets instantly eviscerated. Yeah, this fan beat. Oh god. Demolishes his fucking Roll onyx. out one. I, I like how they, they're like, wait, these aren't just normal Pokemon she has. They're way stronger than they should be in any world. Yeah, she is level capped at a hundred right now. Unknown, I want a hundred rare candies. <laughs> And, and then Intei takes her to the coast of the island and she has to go up and down yeah. until it happens. <laughs> and then Ash fights her and goes, sweet God, what is that? It's a missing number. Right? Like the unknown are all letters. <laughs> They're missing number. Oh my God. So anyways, we cut away from that. Uh, Molly starts to come to. She talks to Delia about how she was shown a picture book by her papa all the time. Delia realizes she's really sad. Delia then looks at an image of a beach, and as she looks at this image in the book of a beach, it zooms in, and that's exactly where Ash and Misty are now. Molly appears yet again with Entei and challenges them. Misty says, hey, I'm a gym leader. We can do this. And Molly goes, wow, I want to be a gym leader too. And then gets different? Like she gets a different outfit? Is she supposed to be older well no, no she realized that she doesn't no. need to be a adult to be a tr- pokemon trainer okay so she's i like, have no okay. sense of scale on that shot because yeah, of the just, transition yeah 
Because she squishes down. <laughs> like, <this is> <laughs> she becomes fucking mecha arc shaped. <laughs> a, a, go a goomba walks into her and she loses her fucking mushroom power. <laughs> <laughs> Misty's like, I'm going to use all my water Pokemon because I have a water gem. And then Molly's like, I'm going to do that too. And a giant wave starts to drown them. And then Misty goes, wait a minute, I can breathe. Because she can do anything she wants here. And we're here to ruin that. This is the moment I remember Kingdra's a thing. Really? Yeah, he's like, go Kingdra. I'm like, do you mean Cedra? <laughs> oh my tick, God. tick, 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 tick. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, wow. <laughs> so they're having this wicked battle between fucking Goldeen and Kingdra and Team yeah. Rocket's just swimming through the background. James is confused about how this is happening. Jesse says not to worry about it. Meowth in the English dub says the really important question is, will we get a bigger role in the next movie? <laughs> Props on Meowth. Mm -hmm. And of course, more good representation showing up. We get Staryu versus Mantine or Mantine. I don't know. Never heard it said out loud. I don't know. It was one of the ones with circles on it, so I never cared. Is that how that works? Yep. You just see a circle, and you're like, this is a bad design. <laughs> yep. Okay. You know, Pikachu has circles on it. Because of the cheeks. Those are discs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Perfect alibi. <laughs> I didn't realize. Sure, bud. Thank, thank you for edifying me on this topic Anytime. of what is and isn't a good design. I like to consider myself a teacher. <laughs> Hey, when are we going to get a mod to add the aggro decks instead of the Rotom decks where aggro uh, judges you for looking at a Pokemon's entry and just goes, that thing is shit. <laughs> like, you're you're not going to catch that, are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, really? How sad. <laughs> this is the 10th tenth, tenth of this Pokemon you've caught today. Don't you have anything better to do? Are you really trying to get a shiny? Seriously? <laughs> yes. <sighs> Ash runs up to the stairs. Gets to his mom, quickly explains how this place works. Delia wakes up Molly and says, I'm not really your mother. Molly dealt with that relatively well. Maybe she's heard this before. Ash uh, then says, don't you remember, Molly? We used to play together when you were at Professor Oak's place in Pallet Town. And I'm like, dude, you barely remember. <laughs> you're much older than Molly. I don't know why you're trying to bring, like, I doubt this kid remembers. Molly is not having this, though. Molly is very upset. She starts terrestrializing everything. Spikes erupt out of absolutely everything in the room, which is dangerous as hell. And it has blocked off Delia from Ash. <laughs> Delia looks at the book and is like, oh, there's a spiky picture of the book, too. And Ash is like, but no, seriously, over here, Mom. We got we to gotta get out. And Tay appears and is just like, hey, how's it going? Uh, uh, Papa, that, that boy wants to take away Mama. He's like, oh, can't have that. And just seals her off even more with spikes. Ash goes, that's not, that's not her mom. That's my mom. What is, that's my mom. Also, this is the height of hypocrisy. <laughs> <laughs> Ente immediately issues a command. He says, leave or I'll make you leave. And then Ash goes, that's what you think. And it's like, oh, Ash has a plan here. And he goes, totodile. And I'm like, I, if I watch this boy fight a legendary with one more starter at, at the first evolution. I mean, honestly, I was impressed with Ash's restraint to use a Pokemon and not just charge this thing. <laughs> right. That's true. He, That's uh, true. He keeps that up a little bit longer. Not too much longer. That's Ash is true. like, you think you're the first dog I've ever fought? <laughs> <laughs> Mom, it's that weird dog again. 
and Delia's like, I know, I've been here the whole time. He goes, ah, Totodile didn't work. Uh, let's try Cyndaquil. And I'm like, can you evolve anything before you get into these battles? Can you just... No. Even, no, no, the, the, the voice in my head that belongs to some powerful corporate force says they're more marketable this way. <laughs> Man. Can I just say, I also completely forgot that Totodile was just a Donald Duck impression. <laughs> so hearing that it's absolutely so good. threw me for a loop. I also like, forgot. <laughs> He's so happy to I be know. here. It's like, oh, uh, 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 Totodile's talking. Time to look at the subtitles. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. He's going to use Terror Flare. Fucking <laughs> roll. Uh, yeah, Ash is just like, you're a fucking illusion made up by a girl. And then he goes, I am this girl's father and I must protect her. And then it's just not working out for Ash. This, as it turns out, not having evolved any of your Pokemon and battling a legendary is not much of a winning proposition. Entei is really upset over being called an illusion as well. Things start getting crazy in here as a blizzard rips through this area. And Pikachu is now going to fight Entei. Well... <laughs> And it's scene that's really funny. As Delia and Molly are separated from this battle, Delia just goes, Molly, you do, you do actually remember me, right? <laughs> it's like, that's, this is your strategy? Being like, you, you know you're full of shit, right? That I'm not actually your mom? You not? Okay. Gee, I wonder why Asha never comes home to visit. <laughs> Team Rocket pops up out of a fucking flower and just goes, man, it's chilly in here. It gets owned by the laser beams going everywhere. <laughs> Like it looks like a battle, yeah. and this is a battlefield. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you, team. You tried your best to make Team Rocket say a joke here every moment. Pikachu's gonna get eviscerated by Entei, and Ash just goes, "What if I threw my body in the way? That would work." Hey, Ash, remember that time you spent a whole episode leveling up Pikachu's speed so it could learn like Swift or Quick Attack or some shit? You think maybe it could dodge that better than you could? <laughs> No. All I know is throwing my body in the way of harm is the only way I know how to solve problems. So they get exploded out a window. Ash is falling. Pikachu is falling. Oh no, what's going to happen? Charizard! The goat. And then he talks in Christopher Sabat's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Ash. <laughs> oh man, that was a Scott McNeil. Never mind. I'm going to yeah. talk on the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> People need to stop saving Ash or he's just not going to learn. Uh, yeah. You know? I don't think Ash is going to learn it anyway. I don't <laughs> think there's anything we could do that would teach this boy. I'm like, wait a minute. What would happen if no one saved Ash? And all I could imagine was a multi-day or multi-episode arc of Ash being lost in a mountain crevasse. Just being like, oh, God, help. No one's here. I should have taken the poker gear. But that guy kept calling me to talk about his Rattata. Ash killed by a Fero two days after he leaves home. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, you said what would happen if nobody saved Ash, and I just pictured someone dropping an egg from, like, a 30-story apartment <laughs> complex, and it's just the... <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. As Ash and Charizard come back into the building, and it is very cool as an entrance, they're like, come on, Molly, we need to get out of here. Entei's like, no, and shoots a thing. Delia just goes, listen, you are a Pokemon. You're not really her actual father. Do you think you could possibly do that? And Entei replies, as long as she wishes it, I will be. And then we get a really sick battle between Charizard and Entei with cool Castlevania Aria of Sauro sounding music as they fly all around this crystal castle, shooting things out, spikes emerging, them jumping across these spikes. It is a really neat battle. 
as the battle starts wrapping up, people are like, listen, Ente, don't do this. If you care about Molly, let her come with us. And Ente goes, whether it's right or wrong, I will let her do as she wishes. Proving Ente is a bad parent. (laughs) (laughs) The only absolute in this world are the wishes of a five-year-old girl in a stressful situation. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'll fucking kill all of you. (laughs) She lives in a fucking mansion, buddy. Uh, Her wishes are going to be insane. Yeah, no, she's already got a distorted view of, like, what is normal. Um, like that would when the entire serving staff was forced out of the house, that door was shut. She doesn't know if they're alive or dead, and she does not give a fuck. Not even a single consideration for the staff. No, not not at all. Well, this whole movie is her like not accepting the concept of death as a thing, so that feels kind of appropriate. <laughs> but in this moment, she has to because Ente uh, is really winning this battle. Charizard crashes to the ground. Ente puts his fucking foot down on Charizard's neck and starts charging his beam. That's like, oh, this is this is gonna be yeah. brutal if this plays out. Yes, it's about to go to that badass Charizard mountain in the sky. <laughs> And then that's when Molly goes, wait a second, I don't want Charizard's brains blown out all over my bedroom. No, stop. You can't do this. And he's like, oh, I thought I thought you wanted murder. Did you not want murder? Oh. And then Brock's like, hey, you're pretty cool. You're a good chim trainer. Hey, you you beat me too, says Misty. Meanwhile, in English, it's some something about like, hey, you, you want to have friends and things are hard outside, but trying hard is important instead of you used rollout. Rollout's a good attack. You did, you did a good battle. Good job, kid. And Delia is like, anyways, come over to me and step away from the god dog. <laughs> I want to be very clear about this moral lesson they're trying to teach her. In the English version. <laughs> Yeah, because you, usually it's like, no, you can't live in a fantasy world. It, it, it'll hurt you in the long run. And I'm like, this this chick has the hookup. She has a god machine in her basement and a servant dog that will do anything she wants. And she's slowly conquering the world. Like, mm-hmm. you guys are about to downgrade her experience of life harshly because you're afraid of her potential. But she'll have real friends on the outside. Isn't that important, Agro? What, look, what's really important, Agro, is that she doesn't end the world for everyone else. <laughs> I'm saying that's a very selfish way to be when talking about Agro, I didn't realize She's Molly five. was a libertarian. She's just like, my rights are more important. Yeah, the question is not who will let her. It's who's going to stop her fucking Ente. Uh, she's five. She's easily swayed. Uh, she will stop Ente. Ente goes, Okay. I became your father to make you happy. If the happiness for you is on the outside world, then so be it. And he blasts open a hole into the ground that they can escape from. Some weird, yet again, like, flower, gooey-looking hole in the ground. And I'm like, oh, this is like Silent Hill. Let's just crawl <laughs> through this weird hole. And so they, 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 they make their escape to another floor. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings up the question, like, did the unknown need Molly as, like, a host or a conduit or something? Because it seems that they're mad she's trying to leave. Entei's still on her side. Yeah, it is very unclear. Maybe they just went, man, that part where we made spikes was really cool. We should make a bunch more. And as they get really carried and uh, uh, caught up in that, they start invading the hotel that Oak and stuff are staying at with the crystals. 
just starts absorbing that too and they start fleeing the hotel finally our main cast is down in the main room with all the crazy spheres and rings of unknown and 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 ash being the brilliant child that he is just tackles it he he tries to tackle the god machine look ash learned tackle he's gonna use it yeah he just fucking tries to shoulder check it and he's like well that didn't work uh how about pikachu use thunderbolt charizard anyone shoot the god machine is it hey, hey brock pull your zubat out see if it can do something <laughs> Zubat can't do anything. I don't know why I keep this thing. Brock's like, Ash, why are you so mean to me? (laughs) I've done nothing to you. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing anyone is doing is helping, though. Not a single thing. And I I think it's safe to theorize Brock's Zubat would not help. But spikes keep exploding out of stuff. They're starting to freak out. Team Rocket can't escape either. Everyone's really stressed out and then Entei just sort of emerges from the ceiling and he goes Molly I was happy and proud to be your father the last thing I can do is get you out of this place she goes but how and he goes if you believe in me there is nothing I can't do <laughs> and so he shoots a beam <laughs> what do you, that's, that's a Pokemon movie I don't know like the, the, yeah, the scene, what, what the fuck else is he gonna do the scene becomes a lot more interesting when they're all like Molly you have to believe in Entei um, when, when you think that maybe just maybe this is all still happening because Molly wished for her final escape from the, the mansion to be really dramatic <laughs> <laughs> yeah Ash is like, Molly, you have to believe in Ente. You could do it, Ente. You could do it, Papa. It was like, I believe the Japanese version because English says you could do it, Ente. Not sure. Uh, Ente shoots a little whoop. The unknown get owned. And then Ente floats up, glows green, and just says, I'm so happy to be your dad. Anyways, I will now return to your dreams. And it just starts fading into a blue. It's just like, to, to be clear, I'm not a real Ente. Lente's <laughs> not been in a movie yet. That's a legal so disclosure. You know. <laughs> I must clarify. I'm not real Ente. Does Ente ever show up mm. in anything? <laughs> like the no, real one? He doesn't. Are we sure Ente <laughs> is real? I am. I like him. I'm one of the few. <laughs> Ente's pretty cool. I, I, I Ente rules. Yeah, I, I, I like all of the uh, legendary beasts. You're like that's not good enough. You have to like Ente the most. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the Pokemon anime is no. Only Suicune. Only Suicune exists. And I'm like, <laughs> The writing staff is just six of the same guy being like, oh, Suicune's so cool. <laughs> and then everybody who, who comes in who's new is just like, yeah, I loved Pokemon Crystal. <laughs> that they also look like the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> the unknown fall to the ground. The unknown Scrabble falls to the ground. A portal opens up. All the unknown fly into that. All the crystals explode and everything's returned back to normal. The unknown fly back into their dank cave where they belong. And Molly's dad just pops out of the wall. <laughs> like all that crystal shit. We don't see it like flying back toward the portal. I wonder if it's just particulate in the atmosphere right we're all breathing it in right now and we're about to get as high as molly it was never real it's fine (laughs) they walk out onto like the front deck or whatever and they're just like oh man everything's back to normal isn't that great a bunch of cars start pulling up and it's like oh there's there's oak and and everyone tracy's like and me and they're like no we can't see you anymore (laughs) team rocket sealed up in a tower and they're just like yep this is how this ends we're trapped in this tower. 
And then they talk about how important they were or how Molly was like all three of them, except for Meowth, who was like Meowth. He was a big fan. And that's it. We did it. Huzzah. Uh, during the credit sequence, we actually have a canonical thing where it's like, hey, her her dad returns and uh, her mom's there too, which only makes oh, the mystery of the mom. For some fucking reason. I, I guess it, her yeah, mom I, also got sucked into the unknown portal. Like, meanwhile, at the Roman village from Castle of Cagliostro, I found your mom. <laughs> I literally had a note near the start be- because the four kids dub explicitly went, your mom disappeared. And I'm like, oh, did she four kids? What horrible accident did she disappear from? And then she shows up in the credits and I was like, wait, you weren't lying? <laughs> the horrible accident of waking up and getting standards. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I saw the crystal tower on the news and remembered the town I live in. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's no guarantee that's the same mom. She, I was going to say, like, hey, meet this person. I've dressed up as your mother. Oh, my God. Hey, I came back from the unknown universe and they gave me a parting gift. It's Mr. Mom dressed up as her mom. Delia gave him this mission. It was very important. It's also incredibly funny the way he just slumps out of the portal and there's like almost a joke sound effect of him hitting the floor. (laughs) (laughs) He just hits the ground and makes an echoey fart sound. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it for Pokemon 3. Pokemon the movie 3 Spell of the Unknown, colon, Tower, Entei. Anyway, now we need to move on to our segments. First off, where does this rank on the whimsy meter? Was this movie very whimsical? We're going to go ahead and start with Chris. This movie was very not whimsical. <laughs> it was mostly about loss and horror. <laughs> you saying horror can't be whimsical? <laughs> no, no. Uh, bizarrely, no, it cannot. Huh. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how, how whimsical do you think this is? Uh, two. Okay. Outside of the very first battle Ash was in, there was no whimsy at all. Okay. Uh, Bob? I'm going to have to disagree. I feel like this actually had a good bit of whimsy among the, like, terrors of losing family members. Because <laughs> we have all the stuff of the fantasy worlds that Molly creates, like all of the other Pokemon battles she does when she becomes a trainer, the fantastical nature of the world she creates in general, like the, the castle and stuff, has a certain a weird beauty to it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it. it, it ha- I'm going to give it a seven. I feel okay. like there's whimsy, really, but it's just you know, there's also horrible, horrible things happening. <laughs> okay, uh, Agro, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm sort of in line with Bob here, and that that whimsy is is sometimes based on context, and this is a lot of things that could be whimsical are happening <laughs> in, in, in that sort of like yeah we're having a great time in fairy tale land and uh, whoops you ate the food you never get to leave <laughs> yes <laughs> like the, the unknown are having a whimsical time it's just some of their whims are insane and murderous and planet destroying um so I, I i'm gonna have to like balance this one heavily on both ends and meet in the middle with a five okay uh, Shibuya, your thoughts? 
Uh, if you'll look to my attached graph, uh, if you're running this from a blockbuster and you're six, this is a very whimsical movie. It's got like the crystal castle. It's got the Pokemon battles in these very cool environments where you can like breathe underwater and all those sort of things. And then you rewatch it as an adult. And then you realize that this is the anguish of watching a child struggle to cope with the deaths of both of her parents and slip further into her own imagination instead of dealing with the trauma because she's too young to understand. But then Charizard and Entei are also still cool. So I give this one a two. Okay. Okay. You're giving this a two as well? Um, yep. I, I believe my score will best be summarized in, you know those jars that are half jelly, half peanut butter pre-mixed for you? <laughs> that, that's kind of what I feel like this movie is for whimsy. So I, too, am ending up at a five. It is a real half and half situation where it's like, hey, this scene is whimsical, uh, uh, bereft of the context of the rest of it. <laughs> uh it, it's it's a real half and half here i i think it's it's a whiplashing tone that's kind of really enjoyable to watch and as you know shibuya correctly pointed out two objects two perspectives two different looks on it because yeah as a kid it really is just like oh wow the sente makes her dreams come true that's pretty cool a crystal castle wow <laughs> it's okay her, her mom wasn't dead she just got lost buying milk i guess <laughs> i i had a theory uh occur to me and it's horrifying what if she wasn't gone she just divorced him and didn't agree to visitation she's like no i'm a new woman i i I don't have time for this and then he just didn't tell her because he was like then i gotta explain divorce then i gotta explain why she divorced me and uh, she'll ask what the word cuck means dad and i'll just (laughs) i mean you saw that opening scene i don't think you'd have to explain why she divorced him i know i was sitting there he used to do this shit before the child was born i'm an entire just running around (laughs) she moved to italy started hanging out with a in a bar with a pilot who got turned into a pig I thought this was going to be a joke about Italian Brock. Who fucks? (laughs) Okay, well, with that out of the way, uh, that makes our average whimsy score 4.2. Total 21 points. We're going to move on to the dex check. How good was the Poke cast this time? We're going to start... Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to do that. We are going to start with Shibuya Shibuya. (laughs) I was a big fan of the Gen 2 variety. I mm-hmm. think they didn't get as obscure as they could have. Like, there's not a quillfish here. But the fact <laughs> that you see Giraffe Rig, Flaffy, along with stuff like Apom, I think it's a good mix. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, and also because you're not showing a lot of Gen 1 Pokemon, you're showing some. Mm-hmm. But we're not oversaturating yeah. this Gen 2 movie with the old bitches. So I'm going to give this a 7. I think it's a solid balance. Okay, uh, Chris, how are you feeling on this one? This is pretty good. We got lots of good uh, second-gen Pokemon. I really like Teddy Ursa, so that's a pretty good one. Um, I will also give this a seven. Okay, Bob? Yeah, uh, Ash has a knock towel. This is obviously an eight. <laughs> 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 but no, this is, these are like all the Pokemon I think of when I think second-gen, honestly. So I think this is really strong for we're, a second-gen movie. It's all, just, all we're missing is the pseudo-woodo in their way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I miss him. And of course, Suyukun, obviously. He should have been here, too. <laughs> He's just there. <laughs> are you sure this is right to do, Ante? And Ante's like, shut up. I'm the dad, not you. <laughs> Suicune is the cool uncle. <laughs> and Ante's like, shut up, Suicune. Suicune just starts playing rock and roll and a guitar, and Molly starts dancing. And I'm like, what is this movie? 
Suey could be voiced by Jack Black. Oh my god! You're, you're no, gonna look at Suey Kun and Ente and say Suey Kun <laughs> should be voiced Jack by Black. Jack Black. I know no. they already made the wrong choice on one of them. Here's the work. problem: yeah. Raikou is voiced by Jack Black. Raikou has Ooh. the energy. I agree. Raikou does have the energy. Uh, Agro. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a lot of great uh, Gen 2 representation. Uh, Lisa Ortiz's team is doing a lot of heavy lifting in this film. Uh, I am disappointed that Entei, one of the cooler legendaries, isn't technically real, uh, which is, is going to knock my score down hmm. to a 7. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pretend Entei was real <laughs> because that is the theme of the movie. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it an A2. I was thrilled by the proper showing of second gen Pokemon. These were all good picks. Not a single one of them where I'm like, you're taking up a slot that could be occupied by someone else. Like, no, it's great. I, I genuinely really love the cast of this movie. I lit up like a Christmas tree every time they did a battle and they pull out the Pokemon. That's right. I am the core audience of the Pokemon company. The guy where you go, hey, remember this? And I go, ooh, yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. They also show like every unknown. <laughs> yeah. I didn't count them all, actually. Maybe they didn't. Oh, no. <laughs> if they don't have the question mark, what's the point? What's the point? Where, where's the exclamation mark? Here it is. Where's the upside down exclamation mark? Uh, turns it upside down. Uh, it's in Paldea. Don't worry. Oh, God. That would be so good. <laughs> uh, we now move on to the gun check. Would this problem be properly and well solved with a gun? Dr. Agro? Okay. Now, I want to be very clear about this. Okay. Because I remember when, when we were pitching this segment, the, the specific phrasing was, could this problem have been better solved with a gun? Okay. And yes. depending on whether or not you think the problem is that Molly needs to come to grips with reality and stop <laughs> running away from her problems, Jesus. or the problem is something is tying the unknown to this dimension and growing this crystal shit that's destroying the planet might change your answer of whether or not <laughs> bringing a gun into the situation would better solve the problem. Well, Agra, which do you think is the problem? And how do you think we could best solve it? I'm, I'm going to go with no. I okay. believe that if Ash capped that five-year-old girl in her bedroom there would have been dire consequences <laughs> i i have to agree with that i'm also going to give this a no because i do believe from there we get the world rending crystal event and that means we may end up in a version of final fantasy 13 bob how do you feel yeah, you guys are probably right. I was thinking how Dolly, Dilia Ketchum mm -hmm. could have snuck a gun in. <laughs> <laughs> you know she's packing. She, she just looks at her purse, sees the gun, flashes back to killing Ash's dad. <laughs> um, but that, as we just went over, that probably wouldn't actually solve the problem well. Okay. But we all agree Delia Ketchum might own a gun and have used it to kill Ash's dad. Oh, yeah. There's mm -hmm. no might in that sentence. <laughs> She's always got it on. Mr. Mime likes the feeling of danger. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? Yeah, a gun ain't solving this one. Okay. Shibuya? Now, if you only consider Agro's two options, 
You're right, a gun does not solve this. However, consider the third option. Hold the professor at gunpoint so that he has a life-changing realization about spending time with his fucking daughter, and then none of this happens. The answer is yes, you just never fire that gun. Once again, that kind of that kind of harkens back to the first movie of if the wife of the studious science person had just shot him instead of divorcing him. <laughs> right, yeah. but that's... that's, bef- that's- <laughs> At that point, we start reducing back to, you know, if we just shot the first Pokemon to crawl out of the primordial ooze. <laughs> well, if she had a dad, she wouldn't have turned to a fucking Entei aggro. I, I don't think blowing out both that guy's kneecaps so he has to give up being like an archaeologist mm-hmm. ca- counts as a solution. No, you just you just hold him at gunpoint and go, you can work from home, dipshit. Your daughter's six. God damn it. Come on. Your mulleted assistant can hold your dumb camera laptop. <laughs> no, it's the newest model. He might break it. And then, the, then the assistant gets sucked into the unknown and no one cares. I know. It's oh, just no. like, and now his daughter, well, not a thing. Okay, well, then I guess movie over. We're good. We now move on to most valued Pokemon. Who is the MVP this time? We're going to start with Shibuya. For a while in the movie, it was a difficult choice because everybody's contributing at least something. You know, the Totodile and the Staryu with the water gun. You've got Pikachu gripping that Entei for dear life to try and get Ash's mom back. And then they almost fucking died. So the, the MVP is the one who kept the movie fucking going. It is Charizard. That is true. That is just a fact. Charizard's really... This is like when Piccolo is Piccolo in a DBZ movie, and he he's very effective in that role, instead yes. of just being like, hey, guys, things are fucked. And we're like, we know. <laughs> uh, Chris, thoughts? Well, since I can't pick the same one, Piccolo's already been taken. <laughs> I guess Totodile? Totodile was useful several times, and was even... Deployed to fight Entei, but that fucking type advantage didn't help. Didn't help. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bob. I'm going to get a knockdown. They wouldn't have got up that waterfall without him. Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> well, I, I'm actually going to go with Chikorita because I don't think Bulbasaur was strong enough to lift Ash up the entire thing by himself. He does it all the time. Uh, not in this movie, he does it. <laughs> There's running water. There's under running water. You can't water. get it's enough so, traction alone. Exactly. This is this is a two-man operation. Chikorita, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go with you. Agra? There is a moment in this film in which Delia Ketchum decides that she needs to drop everything and go cross-country with Professor Oak to the house of... Let, let's call it an old friend, an older mentor style guy that she knew from mm-hmm. her teenage years that maybe she looked up to. And there was one person willing to stay home and hold down the fort. <laughs> of course. Not even a scene of them talking about it. Just immediately, Delia, whatever you need, I'm here to support you emotionally in the things that you need to accomplish. Mr. Mime continues to be spouse goals. <laughs> All right, Mr. Mime in for MVP. Jesus. Guys, I don't know what the information is showing this movie. I'm just so confused. What was real? What wasn't? Is Ash in a coma? We're going to open with Chris. This is the most obvious it's been that Ash is in a coma because now there's just magic. The world's becoming all crystal. Something is starting to get through because 
He's Ash. Don't you understand? You can't live in a fantasy forever. Do you get it, Ash? Yeah, it applies you to can't. that five-year-old girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, this is this is really strong Ash in a coma energy. Everything could be a reflection of of that. Hmm. But at the same time, you know what? I'm going to say uh, Ash doesn't understand any of that, so obviously he's on the coma. Oh, okay. So, like, this isn't theming in Ash's brain no. about his current situation. And Ash cannot think that hard. It has to be about <laughs> him for, him for him to realize he's in a <laughs> but coma. That, but that isn't about me. That's about that little girl. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid isn't political at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, Ash. All right. <laughs> Shibuya, thoughts? Oh, of course. Yeah, Molly's a parallel for him dealing with the loss of a father and trying to accept that fact in his own subconscious. Dr. Agro? Uh, I'm going to go with no, absolutely not. This is the real world. In stark contrast to Ash's comas where he does everything and he's throwing hands with giant monsters and shit and his mother is really worried about him and excited to see him, this is the cold light of day where he has to rely on Pokemon to do shit, and his mom likes Pikachu way more than she likes him. <laughs> you, you do make a really solid argument at the end there. It's like, this is not a fantasy of ashes being ignored for this rat. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I do think... There's a there's a legitimate argument for Ash doesn't work in metaphor. Mm -hmm. um, Ash would not concoct this thing to not be about him. Mm. <sighs> okay, but this is his subconscious talking. He has like very little control over what the fuck that shit does. That's true. I'm really split. I'm gonna have to go with the no crowd. I think they made the strongest argument, and yeah, it's it's it, it could go either way. Uh, but you know, the, 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 this little girl's nothing like Ash. She's way shorter <laughs> and a girl. So Ash doesn't, it doesn't connect and at all. She grows up with no problem. <laughs> <laughs> We're now moving on to RCS X Machina. How conveniently did this movie just wrap up to get us back to the status quo of the show? How, how many gaps did it have to cover to do that? We're going to go ahead and start with bob the whole conceit of this movie is it's magic that will disappear at the end mm -hmm. so i feel like it's not like extremely this it doesn't feel like it's been written that way so it wraps up easily and continues the series hmm. so i'm gonna give it like a, a three like okay. it's fine like there's no world do you think well what about the unknown won't they continue to do their weird magic that alters the world it's like, no, the point was they don't. <laughs> the unknown are like, we learned a lesson and we'll now sit in a cave. <laughs> Agro, thoughts? Uh, yeah, it's um, it's never really explained by what mechanism the unknown are doing any of this. Like, it, it's clearly real. They're not crystal types. Um, <laughs> the fact that a bunch of them in a chandelier configuration are doing this is never really questioned at all. So at the end, when they get Molly outside of the tower and they're like, well, bye. <laughs> and dissolve all their crystal shit and give her dad back. It, like, it's, 
it is exactly as bullshit as they were coming in, so it doesn't really <laughs> feel like an ass pull. <laughs> we were just in the ass the whole time. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm still going to have to give it like a solid seven on the, ha everything's fine, aren't we mischievous? Um. Yeah, I'm going to have to give that ending and just how, how much it could just sort of hit the control Z button on a, most of the events of the movie, including the dadent and the wifeint. Uh, I'm going to have to give it a little extra for that. But overall, I don't feel like it's that extreme. It could have been far more extreme. I expect some movie will eventually make us go, wow, thank God that happened or the show couldn't. Uh, I'm going to have to give this a four. Uh, Shibuya. Yeah, this is pretty self-contained. I don't think the show ever mentions this town before or after this movie. At least to my knowledge. People can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the whole conceit means that it is self-contained. And yeah, I I can't give this higher than a three in good conscience. Okay. By the way, feel free to be wrong on any podcast. It drives up uh, engagement. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, let me know in the comments I if I, I fucked it up. I don't know if Pikachu is a Pokemon. Is Pikachu <laughs> a Pokemon? I don't know. It's Cl like a rabbit, right? No, yeah, Agra already that, covered yeah. that with, with the cheeks aren't circles. <laughs> is that how you know it's a Pokemon? The rest are just wildlife? <laughs> <laughs> Based on aggro scale, Porygon, perfect Pokemon. <laughs> Uh, Chris, what do you rate this? 1 to 10, RCS Ex Machina. Everybody's right that there's very little that feels like it's bullshit in this, but I'm still going to give it a 7 just because her mom came back, too. <laughs> if not for that, it would there would be nothing bullshit in this movie, but it's like, and also your mom's back. I'm like, no. <laughs> That's bullshit. Fair. That's fair. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just... It's a Zora arc. <laughs> As... <laughs> you punch your mom what? and it turns into that. And you're just like, wait a minute. Okay. Now we need to rate the actual movie on our patent pending scale of 1 to 251. I'll go ahead and get us started. I think this was a pretty great film. It was super enjoyable, had good representation, a, a good through line and plot. It had a theme. There were some pretty good visuals. I enjoyed how they did some normal Pokemon battling. I think this might be one of my favorite movies yet, depending how the math shakes out. <laughs> I'm going to give this 220 out of 251. It was a really enjoyable time. Bob, how do you feel? Yeah, I also enjoyed this a lot. I think it probably is the best of the ones we watched, like just in overall quality. I think that I like the story of the first one more, but I think that this is a much better movie. Um, so I'm going to give it a 230. Dr. Agro? I I mean, I really like this movie. Um, I, I felt like it it it's it's the weird one of the ones <laughs> I remember. It's just straight up the weirdest fucking meandering thing. <sighs> In which a lot of cool stuff happens. Uh, so I'm going to give it a 205. I'm really excited for the rest of Pokemon Goes to the Movies oh, with yeah, Agro. If you think this one's weird, Yeah, this guy. is the last one I ever saw any of. <laughs> what what wow. if a Pokemon kissed Ash? I am beyond excited <laughs> for forever. Yeah, I, I think this is also the last one I've ever seen. Oh, strap the fuck in for Heroes then. <laughs> Uh, we next go to Chris. Give me, give me a number. What do you think of this film? 
Uh, I liked a lot of stuff in this. It looks it looks pretty good. It has some good Pokemon representation. It has Charizard being Piccolo. I think it drags a little bit in the middle where it's like Misty and Brock will both Pokemon battle her in a row on these different Yu-Gi-Oh fields that are exist inside the mansion. So I'm only going to give it a 200 in one. Ooh. Okay. And Shibuya. Now, I like to arbitrarily make this harder on myself because I like to, to base it on like the actual Pokedex numbers of different mons. Uh-huh. Uh, but this one happens to line up because for years this has been my favorite Pokemon movie. That fact has not changed. Of the ones that I have seen as an adult, this is still my absolute favorite. I love the aesthetics. I love the plot. I love that it's more of a character-driven narrative. Uh, and on rewatch, I still just adore this shit. So I'm going to give it a solid 244 to represent Ente. Nice. Ah, <laughs> I wish nice. he was actually in this fucking movie. <laughs> or real at all. <laughs> no, no. He beat my ass in heart gold. He is real. <laughs> well, that, that means it got a total of 1,100 points and an average of 220, which means something out of 251. Who knows? Do the math in the comment section. And that's going to do it for this episode of Pokemon Go to the Movies. Thank you for watching. Remember, if you enjoy the series, go support us on patreon.com slash gbpodcast where you can get a, a whole month early and make sure we can afford to keep doing it.